This week on Erotic Awakening, One Tantra. Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Did you know that this week we're... Well, you got a squeaky chair. Oh, sorry. It is. It sounds like we're doing something. <laughs> Did you know on today's show, this is the nipple clamp show? No, I didn't. Yes, it, uh, it's not, really. This week we're actually talking about... <gasps> Tantra. <laughs> okay. And Tantra really has nothing to do with nipple clamps. At least no Tantra that I'm aware of. Uh, and the reason we're talking about Tantra is we have an interview with the fellows Moses and Adam who created a community called One Tantra, and they have brought together a really large group of Tantra practitioners and get them to all hang out there and talk Tantra. You did this on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me hit the pause button for a moment. And we're back. <laughs> and so here's the sound of a nipple clamp dropping onto the table instead of being on a nipple. But I liked it on the nipple. <laughs> but you were no good to me whatsoever. You just sat there and, and looked. You didn't make any noises. And this is a audio thing. Oh, a... I was making noises. They just couldn't be picked up as words. <laughs> so did you enjoy your July 4th weekend? I did. I did. I had a great time on July 4th weekend. So we went to a uh, barbecue with friends up north. And then and kayaking the next day. Kayaking the next day. had a great time. And it's interesting to see that this whole erotic awakening thing has not only led us to, to discover passionate kundalini energy and hot sex and leather fuck parties <laughs> and all kinds of cool things like that, but it's also become an element of our social life in that these people that we are exploring these erotic awakenings with often become friends. And friends that we hang out with, that we do social things like picnicking and kayaking and other stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So we've met a lot of great people. And yeah, we're getting a, having a chance to uh, spend some time with them and just social time. And it's a good thing. It is a good thing. A lot of times people think of sex as just what they do between the sheets. Mm -hmm. And what we found for ourselves, and you'll see this in the Tantra community, but also the BDSM community, the leather community, often the variety of these explorer communities is that sex is a gateway to an improved life, an overall better life. For example, one of the things they talk about in Tantra land is being aware of being alive all the time. Uh, as we've noticed in the BDSM community, the people that we've grown close to are people that we have learned to trust and have have shared deeper emotional stuff. And it's a very neat thing to be part of that 
and to not only grow you know a lot of times people when they start relationships they start off by building the relationship and it leads to sex and sometimes the sex leads to relationships I was to say sometimes the sex comes first and leads to something else so mm-hmm. but um the communities that we're in one of the things that I do enjoy is that they're all about living life so and for us the life just happens to involve things that are erotic absolutely <laughs> So, like I said, we have a, uh, a Tantra show this week, and then next week and the following weeks, we're getting back to some more traditional and non-sacred sex sort of shows. We'll have some leather sex and some naughty sex and some sexy sex and some slutty sex. All kinds of interesting erotic situations to share with our audience. Absolutely. We've actually got an event coming up. So, we have Woodstocks and PA, so I'm sure we're going to have some stories about that. Absolutely. We'll also have the Smudnock. Smudnock. <laughs> Smudnock episode coming up. Yep, we got our Smudnock samples in the mail. I'll put a picture up on the uh, Blue Cat website um, of what, at least one in the package. And it's a good-looking package, at least. I haven't seen one on anyone's face yet, but we're hoping to take care of that fairly soon. Fairly soon. We've got some volunteers that want to try them out, so we'll at least get some opinions on the product, and then we'll have an interview with the creator of the product, and well, let's see if this is the new thing. So I like the little ridges on the tongue. Yeah. It has little ridges built into the tongue, <laughs> and I think that's going to be fun. We shall see. And... Um, I guess the only other thing that I wanted to say before we get into our interview is we did have a, a little bit of feedback from someone who would like to see a show on Aftercare, so we'll put that together soon. And it was neat that they, they found us through iTunes, just a straight-up iTunes thing. So uh, for us, that's kind of cool that this is growing beyond just the word of mouth at the local community level, that people are starting to find the show. So if you're finding the show and you're, you have a particular topic you'd like us to cover, we're we're very fortunate that we know a lot of sexy and strange people so let us know what you're interested in hearing about all things erotic weekly can be found at or erotic awakening mm-hmm. can be found at erotic awakening com, which will lead you to the blue cat services.org webpage where you can contact us in a variety of ways so i know we've listed these ways many times before but we can be found on fetlife under Erotic Awakening, mm-hmm. um, Twitter, so Dan and as Dawn. As Dan and Dawn. You can also find us now on OneTantra.com as Dan and Dawn. Nice. So. And now, back to the nipple clamp. <laughs> this is the piercing. The other one was not the piercing. Today uh, we are speaking today with Adam and Moses. They are the the developers and creators of One Tantra. And before we talk too much about what One Tantra is, let's talk about who Adam and Moses are. Guys, you want to introduce yourselves? Sure. Uh, this is Moses, and let me start. Um, Adam and I uh, met about a year or so ago, and we've been wanting to do something that would bring um, what we bring from. Hollywood and Silicon Valley. Adam's from Hollywood and I'm from Silicon Valley to the Tantra world. 
So a little bit about myself. I'm your basic run-of-the-mill high-tech Silicon Valley guy, and um, I'm kind of famous for having been the first inventor of Internet games many, many years ago. And later I uh, helped invent something called Electronic Marketplaces and XML for uh, business on the Internet. So I've got a really good nose for technology. And when I ran into the Tantra world, I realized that this was an earth-breaking technology for the bedroom, that it could be just as transformative as the Internet has been to technology and communications, but it has to do with communications between husband and wives, lovers, and families. So what I wanted to do was take some of what this technology is, the, the stuff that you know the skinny little guy the yoga class knows and use to steal your wife, you know. So what he knows and bring it, and that's what this uh, one tantra is about. And uh, Adam, do you want to add from there? Wow, the skinny little guy of yoga class. I like that. Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, my background is um, is well, academia and television. I've been a writer producer for years, and about eight years ago, I started writing about um, how to communicate. Uh, in relationship, how to attract, how a man can attract the kind of woman he wants and how a woman can attract the kind of man she's looking for. And that led into a whole sort of series of um, books and products and interviews. And, and really it was it was, a, it was a deep soul searching of what is it to create love in life. And, um, and when I first discovered tantric ideas, I really came at it from the Buddhist perspective, you know, from more, more of the classic tantra. Um, it resonated with a lot of other work I'd done in other spiritual traditions. And, and what I like to call it, I like to call it the great yes, is one of my favorite definitions. It's how do you take anything, any part of life, pain, joy, sex, food, work, whatever it is, parenting, and find the, find the universal love in that. And, um, and, of course, in the West, it's mostly known as tantric sex because in the West, sex is usually cordoned off from spirituality. And, uh, and in fact, sex is only just one vehicle of um, ecstatic dissolution or communal bliss with being alive, you know. And it, it kind of matches my natural um, personality and, some of the, like I said, some of the other traditions that I've studied and practiced in. And uh, so it was, it was an interest, and then Moses had a deep interest in it. And, um, and I've gotten very involved in community building online, and so we were talking, and we've been looking for something to do together around this area, and finally it's come together this year um, with the idea of creating a community but a learning community. So it's a place both for people to connect with each other and to share their own wisdom and, and to meet each other, and also a place to learn from some of the best teachers we could gather. So that was the birth of One Tantra, and the idea was that there'd be one place for all the different wacky traditions from the most classic traditional um, tantric traditions, which are very disciplined to more neo-tantric traditions, which are very new, which Moses knows a lot more about than I do. Um, but a place where people could come and really talk about it and uh, a place without judgment um, and explore some of these ideas in depth. And that really, uh, one of the more interesting things about the site is the number of people that you've brought in there. And, and Don and I, as, as regular listeners to the show will know, we, we dabble in sacred sexuality circles. Uh, we had one of the people on your site, Francesca Gentile, uh, interviewed just a few podcasts back. And when I look at the people that are involved on One Tantra, you have a veritable list of who's who, of Tantra, both Neo-Tantra, Classical Tantra, 
and sacred sexuality gurus and shamans involved in the site. So how did you reach out and how did you get all these people involved in something that's, that's still somewhat new? You know, I can take that one on. I have to tell you that this Tantra community is one of the most interesting and special communities I've ever seen because they practice what they preach. When they talk about being open-hearted, they do it every day. This group of teachers immediately said yes. You know, they must have gone and seen that uh, Jim Carrey movie because every single one I approached and said, would you like to do this? Their instant, immediate answer was yes. So it was very easy to bring all of the teachers together. The other thing that's interesting is if you do this in, um, I've actually studied Taoist uh, meditation in Tai Chi Chuan and I uh, Qigong for about 30 years. And if you try to do the same thing in almost any other uh, thing, like in yoga or in um, Tai Chi, suddenly all these disciplines and lineages started ar- start arguing with each other, like yours is not the true Tai Chi, mine is, or yours is not the right yoga. And they all start bickering. But this group actually managed to uh, come together, overlook their dis- differences to just say, yes, you know, um, I'm Neo-Tantra, you're, you're classical Tantra, you're shamanism, but all of us have something to add. And they came together very, very quickly. So right now we're offering, uh, the current semester has uh, over 20 core faculty teachers, including uh, Matak Chia, Charles Muir, Dr. Sasha Lesson and Janet Lesson, uh, Carolyn Muir, Thomas and Joan Hartfield, Stephen Lakita Carter, uh, Dr. Uh, Deborah Tajanapo, who wrote the best-selling book, uh, Love Without Limits, um, okay. Freddie Zental and Elspeth Muth, who uh, uh, helped, uh, uh, who have been on Showtime, um, and scores of newer emerging teachers like uh, Sean Roof and Ariel White, and well, the list goes on. But the so in addition to those teachers, we also have close to 50 additional workshop leaders from all over the world uh, joining the adjunct program to uh, fill out the, uh, the the course. So I think it's absolutely the 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 richest and most vibrant faculty you could find at any online uh, learning area, Tantra or otherwise. Plus, it sounds like with the way it fell together that it was just meant to be. Yeah, it does feel that way. So, and I went to the site, and, I mean, it's, it's very easy. You know, we're going to say more about that in a little bit, but it was very easy to navigate. It was easy to find what I was looking for, to, you know, start conversations. It's, it's nice flow to it. And there's one thing that I did notice about the site. You know, when you go to OneTouch.com, it's, it's just huge. There's just a ton of little groups that I wanted to, oh, I want to check this group out, I want to check this group out. Um, and it doesn't seem like, and, and one of the things you touched on that's really interesting is there doesn't seem to be that conflict between people saying, well, we of the Ipsala Tantra School have real Tantra, where you guys of the Sky Dance Tantra School are this and this and this. Surely you guys must have run into some people that are saying, that are looking at this and saying, oh, it's not real Tantra. How, how do you guys respond to that? Uh, Adam, you want to take that or shall I? Well, you know, authenticity is not my not my bag. <laughs> I'm much more interested in spontaneity and creativity. So you you're, you know much more about the um, okay, so, kind of inner fighting. Well, so. Okay, so what we did is this, is we actually have a set of community rules um, that would be different from others. So we, we have three basic rules. The first is to always tell the truth about yourself. 
Um, so people will come on. At first, they're kind of wondering, you know, what is this? So they may actually put in a, a, a false name, but eventually they'll open up and start revealing who they are. The second thing is to come from the heart. So when people start arguing, it's usually because they're not coming from the heart. They're not looking at each other as people. They're looking at each other as an opponent. And then the third and the most important rule is to actively make peace wherever conflict may arise. And what that means is that we practice nonviolent communications as the fundamental framework of communications in the system. And, and that's actually working because people will have differences, but I'm completely blown away by how naturally everybody is uh, hearing other someone else's view, uh, internalizing it, and then, and then changing. So people in these discussion forums literally change their points of view very, very quickly instead of having uh, a, you know, he said, she said, and, you know, we'll agree to disagree. Um, it's really an amazing thing. It's, it, there's a definite transformational energy in the environment, and you can feel it when you get in. It, it really does um, uh, feel different. Do you have anything to add to that, Adam? Nope. Okay. Does that answer the question for you? Absolutely. Fantastic. Um, I see that the, that the site does delve a little bit into not directly Tantra-related topics. For example, uh, there's an all-about polyamory group within there. Do you see that as the natural flow of the group, that people that are interested in Tantra might decide, well, we're also interested in this? and subgroups develop naturally, or is that something you're going to try and, and restrict? Well, I'll take that on since I've been uh, watching over that area, and my um, I'm, I'm actually so uh, interested in this area of polyamory that um, I, licensed, uh, I optioned a book called The Ethical Slut and was making a movie about it until the book was sold to another publisher and, and got complicated. But I'm, I'm very interested in this area. I have actually been looking at new um, new people coming on board and seeing what they say about their relationships. The majority of new people coming on learning learning about it are saying that they're not poly, that they're basically monogamous, and they're looking for ways of uh, vitalizing their relationships. Um, what I've noticed that it's a tendency is for the instructors to be more polyamorous. And I think they're doing that because they're simply experimenting and learning and you know i believe that polyamorous are actually explorers into the undiscovered territories of the human heart that they are trying to figure things out and 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 create new models for how family can be extended and to deal with things like unlearning jealousy and and uh creating uh lives that actually work for everybody so I completely applaud the people who are both poly and those who believe that they're looking for that single soulmate. There, as long as there's passion in there, that's the right thing to be doing. So we celebrate all of it. Yeah, there's no judgment. There's no judgment as long as people are treating each other with integrity. Um, there are lots of ways to express love. Yeah, I think the only uh, the number one rule: always tell the truth about yourself. That we did a quick. Um, um, survey when we started, right before we started this up, and asked what like some of the biggest concerns were. And one of the biggest concerns from uh, women is that men would lie about their marital status. So that's probably the number one rule: is if you're married, you know, just tell the truth. Just say that you know you're in the poly closet, or you 
you're married, but you're just trying to be um, alive in your marriage and that you're not feeling alive because you can't explore. Um, and I think that people won't re reject you. In fact, I look forward to the day when a politician like uh, Governor Sanford can actually just come out and say, hey, I'm Polly, you know, deal with it. And that would actually take a lot of the, uh, uh, you know, drama out of politics, I think, and remove that as one of the issues that people have to uh, uh, be hypocritical about. Very cool. Very cool. So is did I hear that maybe the site not only is a place of information, a place of learning, but do you maybe – is it a hookup place? Is it a place to go hook up, meet other Tantriquers that might want to play? Yeah. Adam? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously that's <laughs> – That one, guys. Yeah, I mean, to put a fine point on it, sure. I mean, look, we want people to connect, and, and uh, again, if it's done with integrity, fantastic. You know, we want people who are, have similar interests to meet, and uh, absolutely sure. it's a place for people to – I wouldn't necessarily use the term hook up, but um, but for people to meet, experiment, connect, become intimate, whatever people need or want, yeah, sure. It's you know we we don't set policies. We really are trying to create a place for adults to be adults, and uh, we do insist on on integrity, honesty, non-abuse, and we we do we we ask people to uh, let us know if anyone abuses any of those, um, you know, abuses their membership in any way. And we'll remove those people handily and quickly. But uh, other than that, sure, people are free to connect any way they want. You know, I, well, I, 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 um, go ahead. I was, I was just going to say, I kind of like that area because, you know, there's times that I want to work on tantra exercises and stuff, and can't find anybody locally because I don't know where to start looking. So, you know, I go on different types of lists and start mentioning, you know, I want to try this Tantra technique. Is there anybody out there that can help me? You know, just little things like that and hear crickets. So to have a board where that is the focus, you know, is Tantra and sacred sexuality, I think it would make it a lot easier to find those people that I may be looking for. Yeah, uh, I got a really interesting customer service email today. It was from a woman who said, Excuse me, I don't understand when someone wants to be be my friend. Does that mean I have to do tantra with them? <laughs> and I, I responded, No, you don't have to. It's just an inner way, that way of saying I'm your fan and I want to be connected to you and know what's up with you and become friends. Um, I think what we want to do is encourage people to um, manifest the things that they're looking for through the site. And if they're looking for someone, absolutely do it, but do it in a conscious way. Uh, do it in a way that's different from the way you've done it before if that hasn't been working for you. And right. to allow the community to support and reinforce that process. I, I met with a fellow the other day who runs one of the biggest social networks in China. And he's uh, uh, in the business of trying to monetize and figure out how to make money on it. So he found out that the number one purpose for a social network is to hook up and meet someone. Uh-huh. And... Uh, Unfortunately, he couldn't make any money off of that because, you know, he really didn't want to. The way that they make money is that they give away these soapboxes in this, in this 3D world where if you stand on a soapbox, you can scream loud and everyone has to hear you. Uh, so what happens is if somebody hooked up and they didn't have a good time or they were, you know, lied to, they will pay for a soapbox. 
because the emotion of hate, of like anger is ten times better for monetizing than the emotion of love. So so the way they're making money is that after people hook up and it didn't work out, they're renting, they're selling people these uh, soapbox, virtual soapboxes you can stand on and start screaming, so and so was a bad lover, you know. And and it's an interesting model, but not what we're going to do. Where we'd actually like people to engage and disengage with absolute consciousness. And, you know, it's funny. We talk about meeting other people or hooking up or whatever terminology we want to use for it. But when you do that from a place of integrity, I don't really think that it causes any uh, disconnect or causes any harm. And I don't I don't know if you guys would be surprised, but our, our uh, podcasting base here in central Ohio is not the Tantra hub of the world. So being able to reach out and make contact with other Tantricas or just people that are interested you know, that's a big positive thing. So, yeah, you, you know, we, we just created a, a forum called Tantrically Isolated. Uh, uh, somebody came in from um, Idaho and said, uh, you know, I'm really isolated and I'd like to create a uh, a support group for other people who feel isolated and how we can connect and, and deal with it. And, and it, that's exactly what we're trying to do with an online system is to reach – places where you don't have a rich um, population of Tantra instructors. Now, the San Francisco Bay Area and New York and L.A. are very, very lucky to have, and San, San Diego also, are very lucky to have a lot of great teachers. But other parts of the country are kind of desolate. So what we're hoping is that one Tantra is that bridge to bring everyone together into one continuous place where they, everyone knows each other. Very cool. Now, now we mentioned uh, you're not going to be selling soapboxes. Is there a fee associated with being a member of One Tantra? Adam, you want to take this one? Yeah. Um, what we're trying to do is is keep the fees really low, um, uh, and then then that's the connecting part uh, for the works. And we we have two. I think it's two free short teleseminars a month, and then we have more intensive uh, teleworkshops or webinars with our teachers, so people can pay whatever they want. They can uh, take as many courses as they want. They can buy a membership for a year, and then they get free passes to things. But it's a, it's kind of like a school as well as a place to meet. Um, so there's a low membership fee. Uh, it's free in the beginning, so you can come and see what it's like if it's if you want to be part of it. Um, and we're going to keep membership fees low and uh, give people the opportunity to learn at whatever pace they want. That's, that's basically our structure. Um, what I can add is that in Silicon Valley, the trick is to – Tell everyone your social network is free, and once they're locked in, like they've given their your um, contact database up, um, they'll tell you that it now costs money to connect to someone else, right? Oh, so yeah. they try to monetize you over time, and we don't want to do that. We actually want to tell the truth up front, which is that you cannot provide the network services and video and all of these uh, capabilities and the logistical infrastructure for free. There has to be a cost, but the cost is as low as we can possibly make it. And if you can't afford it, all you have to do is tell us. We have work-study programs. If uh, if you're a student or you've taken a vow of poverty as a Buddhist monk, just let us know that, and, it, uh, and you can get a free scholarship. So we're trying to make it uh, available to everybody. But what we do need to do is tell people the truth that you can't actually – there is no way to get something for nothing. It's like getting a free cell phone and then stuck with $99 a month in bills. right? So what we want to do is tell the truth up front. Very cool. Very cool. 
Um, ask you guys one more question, if you don't mind. Oh. Since I've joined the site, and Don and I joined the site very recently, and you can see the members that have joined, and I see that a bunch of people have joined after we did. So the site really seems to be growing pretty quickly. Where do you guys see this being in, in a few years from now? The whole world belongs. Where do you want it to be? You, you know, I've got a great answer for that. Um, the, my answer is a question. So there are 100 million households in the United States, about 250 million people. How many people do you think are actually not having as much happiness as they want in their life? How many are actually dissatisfied or settling in a relationship? What's your take? What's your guess? No clue. I'd say most of them, right? Uh, I'd say that most of the people are settling a little bit, or they're definitely not living up to their full potential of love and, and happiness in life. I believe that there are over a million people that want to learn what Tantra can teach. Not necessarily Tantra itself, but what it can teach. So I think that uh, what we'll see is a membership in the thousands over the next couple of years, and then it'll continue to grow. And if you think about something like yoga, when for, yoga first entered the United States, um, it was actually made illegal in the state of California in 1911. Is that right, Adam? You were the one who told me that. It was illegal, yeah. So, many, yeah. Yeah, and, and the reason was because it would, uh, uh, it would promote um, licentious behavior in women. That was actually the reason they made it illegal, right? And it would attack the nature of the family. And, and Tantra is just like yoga and it's just like Tai Chi, that it will eventually become mainstream because what yoga does to your health and your body is measurable. It's real. And the truth is that Tantra can do the same thing for your sexual health, that it's a measurable effect it can have in improving uh, the quality of your, of your relationships and your lives, uh, sex lives. So I believe that over the next 10 years, uh, Tantra will go mainstream and that it'll be, it's going to be really big. And I think that sites like One Tantra are the ones that will be at the vanguard of making that happen. Fabulous. Yeah, I mean, once we noticed, you know, um, as as Moses is saying, it's something that comes more into the mainstream. It's like yoga. It started out as sort of mysterious and weird and dangerous, but um, you know, Sting obviously has made it popular. Now, Heather Graham, of all people, um, there was an article recently just this last week about her practices with tantra, and, and we believe it'll become it'll become more mainstream as uh, as people learn uh, what it is. So our hope is that it grows. I mean, we really want a lot of this information to get out there. We want people to express love. Our our tagline or our logo, our mission statement is it's all love because underneath it all, it is all love. And so, you know, we're open. We're open to see where this goes. And um, we've been involved enough in other online communities to know that things take on an organic nature. And the membership, especially this membership, of very interesting and talented people um, will take in places that we probably can't even predict. Yeah, I see that we're rapidly already reaching what I call a content critical mass. That um, somewhere between three to five hundred people um, um, registered will bring enough people that um, very interesting content starts getting generated by itself. But I believe that there's another critical mass around community that happens around five thousand, five thousand, ten thousand users, and that's the one I'm looking forward to. When that happens, it begins growing even if you don't spend a dime in marketing. It just naturally grows because the size of your community is roughly equivalent to a, a decent mailing list. And it, it, it and people start recommending people, others into it. 
Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Terrific. So how do I how do I find out more? What do I do if I want to go get involved in One Tantra? You know, the easiest way is just go to onetantra.com. Spell it out: O N E T A N T R A dot com, and that's the best way to start. Easy enough. Easy enough. Okay. That's what Guys, we did. thank you very much. It's been a wonderful time talking to you. Thank you. Uh, I'm looking forward to the site growing. I'm having a great time there so far. Well, sure. you're welcome to be there. and look, uh, Looking forward to seeing you and all the rest of you out there online because we don't know who you are, but we love you. next week no show next week folks we will be at the woodstocks event and we will be gathering interviews and all kinds of cool experiences that we will share with you when we get back bye don bye dan